Folks, I'm going to go ahead and get started here. Uh, this is uh, Susan Ritta, and she's an accomplished musician herself, and she's here now to give us a look into the lives and adventures of our musicians, favorite musicians. So get your questions ready, and we'll all learn about it being a professional Celtic musician, the touring, the music, the projects, and a lot more. So let's give a warm welcome to Susan Ritta and friends. Howdy. Thanks so much for coming out. We, uh, to introduce myself really quick and give some of these musicians a little bit of time to uh, get in here. Uh, you know, in an Irish festival, things get real crazy real fast, especially when musicians are trying to juggle multiple stages in one day. And so it's totally understandable that they're rushing from place to place. So I'm just going to introduce myself really quick while our musicians come on up a stage. And go ahead and pick a chair. I'll sit right here, and you guys can sit wherever. Um, my name is Susan Ritta. Um, I go by Lady Susan on the radio show. I host Thunder on the Plains, which is Nebraska's only local Celtic music radio show. We are have been on the air for over 14 years now on Lincoln's 89.3 FM KZUM, which is a nonprofit community radio station that has almost been on the air for almost 45 years now. So we're very proud of that, uh, to be funded by the community and uh, not to be commercially funded. So if you want more details about Thunder on the Plains or KZUM and their programming in general, which is very, very diverse, we've got a tent out there by the main stage, right by the merch tent, so come on over and say hello. If you don't see me, you'll see my husband. His name is Andrew. All right, we got some musicians here, uh, and uh, some members of the Wall Colonial Boys are coming in. Uh, but first, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and get started with a couple of the members of the Callahans. And uh, boys, if you guys want to come on and grab a chair and then hop up on stage as well. And what we end up doing... In case, for those of you who aren't super familiar, this is only the second year we have done this kind of format in the gym. Normally in the past, I have been coming to the Greeley Irish Festival for the radio show uh, since 2010. Anybody was here in 2010 with the 40 degrees and sleet? You know that it was, it was quite the event. Um, and ever since then, I've been coming here. I've been uh, doing interviews with the band uh, privately up in their green rooms. And then I would interview them and then edit the interviews for the radio show. Well, last year, we thought there are a lot of other Irish festivals out there that uh, uh, have public Q&As with the band so that all of you can get to know the bands a little bit better. If you have any specific questions, you can uh, ask them. Or we can just have a nice little chit-chat here on the stage. And last year, it went over really Really well, so we thought we'd try it again. Um, we'll kind of kick it off with some of the questions here and get the guys a little chatty going here. And then uh, if you have any questions, feel free to just raise your hand and we can have you call you out and you can ask your question and just kind of see where it goes. So what I'm going to do is going to start off and I'm going to have you guys use this mic, okay? Okay, somebody grab that. There we go. All right, and so what I'll have you guys do is just go down uh, the line <laughs> and introduce yourselves. We're going to start off with over here on your left, folks, are two of the members of the Callahans. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and maybe introduce the band a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, I'm John Cutler from the Callahans. Uh, we're missing a, a drummer, Bill Gilfoyle, and our bassist, Brian Lynn, who are taking a nap, I think. And uh, I play guitar and mandolin. Uh, yeah, I'm Jack Boyd. I kind of uh, instigated this project. Uh, the Callahans uh, are basically a bunch of friends that were rock musicians in different Kansas City bands. And in 1999, St. Patrick's Day, we just, one of our favorite 
bars, Davies Uptown Ramblers Club. We got together. Oh, sorry, we got together at Davies Uptown Ramblers Club in KC, just for a, a sing-along songs that we liked and stuff. It ended up lasting eight hours, and we cleaned up a keg of Guinness, and <laughs> we've been going ever since. Eight hours. That's quite the debut gig, I have to say. Nice. Um, I'm Adam uh, from the Wild Colonial Boys, and uh, I guess we, we started 2003, late 2003, and um, it was myself and another guy, another guitar player, but uh, uh, I'm basically the only original guy left, but uh, we've been going since then, and that's... Uh, uh, all I know about that, really. Are, your band is turning into the Theseus' ship of Celtic rock bands. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. There's a so reference you don't you hear often. So when you cycle out, is it still is it still the same band or is it something entirely new? Oh Who knows? yeah, no, no, same, same band, same same yeah. guys, like this guy. <laughs> I'm Tony. I play fiddle with the Wild Colonial Boys since 2008. I want to say. Yeah, I'm Andy. I play bass with the Colonial Boys and. It's been more than 10 years. That's about all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, for those of you who are regulars to the Irish Vessel, you know the Wild Colonial Boys have been regulars as well. They're here year after year as their schedule allows. But the Callahans, I believe this is your first appearance here at Greeley. Uh, What motivated you to come to the Greeley Irish Festival? And what what uh, stands out about the Greeley Irish Festival that you've noticed? I really enjoy the, the people that have been helping us, uh, the crew, and everyone I've run into has been extremely nice and uh, friendly, excellent food. Uh, we, Did you have the stew? We, that's exactly yeah. straight where we went after we played. <laughs> May go back. Anyhow, uh, Mike McQuillan is uh, booked us. He saw us at the Western Irish Fest last year. Uh, and basically the Callahans only play when asked. So it's been an interesting career, but that has been our, our deal. We're a bunch of hacks, really. <laughs> These guys can play. John's pretty good. Um, we, we do rock and roll three chords, and uh, we love Irish music is in our family blood, and uh, that's kind of, I don't, I don't remember what the question was. But. <laughs> what, what drove you to Greeley? But essentially, you were asked, specifically. Yeah, I drove. So yeah. You were sought out. <laughs> but yeah, we were, asked, we were asked to play, and here we are. And uh, is this your first time in this area of Nebraska, like this part of the state? Uh, I've been out over to Kearney, and uh, our, our rhythm section are both from Omaha, Oh, okay. Uh, they've been in Kansas City for 25 years, probably. But but up in the hills, this is probably your first time up in these hills of North. Yeah, yeah. This, this particular area. Yeah. Beautiful and love the street names. <laughs> and the Wild Colonial Boys, you I know keep getting asked to come back and back and back. But what keeps you saying yes? Um. Well, Greeley is. Uh, you guys are amazing. It, it really is a very uh, special place i the you know the first time when we came here it was we obviously knew nothing about Greeley, nebraska no offense but your uh, reputation was not yet formed in our minds but um <clears throat> it, it was as as jack here said just really um the people and how uh, really nice and kind everybody is here uh when we come here it's uh it's always something we really look forward to because uh, we know everybody's just going to be so happy and, and uh, it's such a good vibe. Everyone's very friendly. Um, we really enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely worth the trip and we look forward to Greeley every year. So it's fun to be back. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything you guys like to add? I think that about sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> he said that about sums it up. That about sums it up. Now, you guys had uh, released an album just a little bit ago. Is that right? Like last year was yeah, when it released? Yeah, it's been a year now. Yeah. Anything yeah. new since then? Or uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that album? It's sure. freshly released. So. Yeah, might as well still call it the new album, Freshly yeah. Released. We, we did um, an album of songs... We all recorded everything uh, separately in our homes, and then uh, we mixed it together. Uh, songs during the uh, pandemic and our various uh, lockdowns and um, all that stuff. So uh, we call it remote ruliabulia. Uh, ruliabulia is the Irish term for like a rollicking good time, I guess, for lack of a better definition. But uh, the album um, was all, like I said, recorded separately which is really weird because we I don't think we saw each other in person for like six months at one point and so we were releasing um, songs through our Patreon uh, project I don't know what you call that (laughs) our Patreon platform yeah that's a good word but um, and you can sign up for that by the way if you go to patreon.com it's only like five bucks a month and we release a song every month and they're songs that we hadn't either ever played live they're freshly written uh, they're covers of things we did men at work we did YouTube we did all sorts of goofy things um, so we took some of the songs that we had done for these patreon projects on a monthly basis and we remixed them and uh, released an album and it actually, I think, sounds pretty good for, for how, how we did it. And uh, um, it's been received well. And so uh, we're excited about that. I don't remember your question either, Susan. I no. don't either, but I have a follow-up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you said that you had been um, releasing a song on a monthly basis to your patrons on your right. Patreon. And that was kind of started because of the COVID pandemic. Is yes. that right? So well, has, has yeah. that kept up then? Yep. We do it every month. We release a song every month, and they're always songs that you're not going to hear really anywhere else. Yeah. How do you pick? How do you pick what song you're going to work on that particular month? That's a good question. We have sort of a, a rotation um, that's kind of. It's not like a pattern that we follow intentionally. People but take turns picking the song? Is kind of, you? yeah. We'll, we'll do like an original song. We'll write a new song, and then maybe the next month we'll do like an old Irish classic you know, kind of pub song or ballad, and then we'll do something wacky, something, you know, outside the genre. Are there ever picks from the band that, like, you know, the next month someone says, all right, let's try this song, and everybody else just kind of collectively groans? (laughs) Does that ever happen? I usually suggest those ones, yeah. Okay, give us an example. Come on. I just, you know, over over the years. Let's see, one is uh, uh, Jungle Tango by the Jazz Mandolin Project. I well, have what no was idea the, what that is, but that sounds hilarious. What was the classic rock one you wanted to do? Uh, it was, there was sticks. a stick song that I really wanted to do. It's Fooling Yourself, I yeah, think Yeah, I'm like, we're, we cannot do that. Adam is more of a Mr. Roboto kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll put that in the... Uh, in the, in the, in the maybe pile. The maybe pile. We'll put that in the maybe pile. All right, let's go back to Jack of the Kellahans. I was listening to your set earlier... And as I was talking to somebody, I was completely distracted because you started singing Old Maid in the Garret. That is a song that I don't know if folks, hey, folks are familiar with that song. Some are familiar with that song. It's actually penned in the, um, with the woman's voice. I've never, yeah, I've never heard a man sing that song. I've rarely heard anybody perform that song besides myself. So what was the inspiration behind 
that song and or what inspires you for the music, the traditional songs that you do play when you decide to uh, play traditional ones? Well, before I joined the band, they did have a woman singer, Heather, who did that song. Ah. Uh, But uh, when I joined, uh, there was a version, I can't remember what the version was, but it was a man singing it. So I I kind of imitated what I can't, I can't remember who it was now. Uh, Do you? I don't. No. (laughs) But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, God, I want to I wanna say it was one of the Clancy's that that did it, but uh, uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was one of those songs that they already sort of had in the rotation, and nobody was singing it, and I was new, so I kind of got foisted on me. <laughs> we like we like the humorous aspect of it as well. Let's pass that mic over so people right. can hear you. The, the humorous aspect of mm-hmm. the man singing the woman's role is, of course, entertaining to us. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, us women, we oftentimes have to sing all those male roles, and uh, then we're kind of thrown between people who want us to change pron- the pronouns in the songs, and we're trying to stay pr- true and keep it the way it is. Oh, and yeah. so it's really, it was really fun to hear that, uh, hear that being uh, a bit of a flip, you know, right, a song that is yeah. within the woman's voice. Well, I, I usually will do it that way. If it's a traditional song, say like, you know, House of the Rising Sun, I'm not going to be like, Eric Burden, male prostitute. <laughs> but... <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, I'll do the way Dylan did it and, and sing it as uh, as a as a female. Nice. You know, but. Okay, great. So what what inspires you to to pick the trad songs that you do pick, or is it just through the years you find them, you pick them up, and you just keep them and you pull them out of your pocket as you uh, feel as it feels right, or what what draws you to the particular music it's, that you uh, play? It's been you know we we do a, a fair number of originals and uh, those are. Just you know, they come from one or the other of us. But uh, uh, most of the songs were there when I got here, and uh, uh, I don't know. I've I've had a few that I've wanted to bring out, and Jack won't let me. And <laughs> so basically, oh, no. it's whatever he says goes. You know, it's like we're doing this one. Jack, do you have to do you get uh, to answer for yourself? I, now? I, I rule with an iron fist for sure. <laughs> no, we've. Uh, I'm very flexible with these gentlemen. Um, we've had seven members at one time. We've oh, been, wow. Uh, Brian's actually playing with his second tour with us. He st- started with us. We had a different bass player for four years or so, and then Brian came back. Uh, but the songs, I just I just delve into all the stuff I can find. I, back in the old days, there wasn't like Google this, Google that. Mm-hmm. So you're digging around for songbooks and finding stuff and maybe don't even know how it's supposed to sound. And right. By the time you hear it, it's like, wow, we, we do that kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just a love for the music. Another thing, we were all playing in rock bands and stuff, and I would travel the country, and st- to stay awake, the Pogues was really good. And after a while, I just knew every single lyric of every song. And Let's. I mean, we we stumbled upon it at Davies Uptown on St. Patrick's Day, 1999. Mm-hmm. But just for the love of the music, and it happened. And what inspires so. you for your original music? I mean, do you try to stay within that tradition sound, or are you trying to kind of bring more of that rock background that you're familiar with, and more like Irishify it, or where where does that come in? Yeah, where do I mean, you meet in the middle? It's just kind of a regurgitation of. Things that have been put in the brain, and you know, you don't necessarily aim for something, but there's just an idea, and I, 
like drawing some little family story or anecdote. And, family story? Uh, Do tell. I don't know. I mean, the, <laughs> I, we did FIFA, which is about my great grandfather, and you know, just he ins he inspired me. He, he had an Irish brogue and uh, would all say all the old Irish sayings. And my grandma's, they were the O'Laughlins uh, from County Clare. Uh, but yeah, just uh, s songs about spankings and and good. <laughs> <laughs> Those know. those late night those late night kind of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are for the second set, is what you're telling me. Right. Well, you know, uh, disciplinary spanking. Oh, okay. Okay. Children. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just need a little clarification before we keep going. Yeah, I don't know. The stories are bizarre, but uh, <laughs> it, it leads to a song, and you know, we go with it. Yeah. Adam, I got a couple of questions for you guys over here, and you're right next to the microphone. So um, we've talked a little bit about kind of the inspiration for Wild Colonial Boys music, because I know you've really been pushing to be as original in your pieces that you play as possible. So what inspirations are you pulling from, and how do you find challenges in, in making that as both trad, but also that Wild Colonial Boys rock sound? That's a good question. Um, it's very loaded. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Jack said here, I, um, you know, it can come from anywhere, really. I take lyrical inspiration from anything I can find. You know, you're always kind of making notes in your handy phone, uh, lyrical snippets or whatever that I use to uh, <clears throat> maybe put into something down the line. But, um, you know, musically, it kind of all filters through uh, the wild colonial boys lens, you know, cause we want it to sound like us. And so, yeah, you kind of write to that end, I think intentionally maybe, but, um, Tony will usually have maybe a fiddle part that we write around. Um, that's a good formula that works for us. Uh, wait, so just so I understand. So he has like the, he brings a trad element yeah. and then you boys it up as, yeah, as you will. Yeah, that okay. happens a, a lot. Not okay. all the time because it's different every time really. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Tony often will say, oh, I got this, got this tune in, you know, in D or whatever. Let's work with that. We just did that a couple months ago for our, our latest uh, Patreon original song actually. Um, and I, I like to have the kind of raw material like that to work with as a songwriter. Um, I find it difficult to do by myself without, you know, something like that to work with. So we've found, I think, a good partnership that way. Do you ever have something in your mind that is more on the rock side and then Tony comes in and says, here's how I can trad this up a little bit? Does that ever happen? Or is it mainly like you're kind of exploring trad elements and then you're bringing it into that more modern sound? I don't think I really I consciously try and trad things up. Oh, okay. Um, it might come out that way just because I learned with trad music, but right. usually I just try and find something that sounds good <laughs> Yeah. and play it, and that's it. Now, uh, so you've got a trad background. Is that right, Tony? Yes. Okay. And I know um, the Callahans have rock backgrounds, so we're all kind of beating in the middle, in this middle ground that is kind of... Irish, punk, rock, but still with trad elements from both your bands. Um, what was the question I was going for with this? Well, I had one. Oh, uh, 
what are some of the surprises that you have found coming to this middle ground of Irish and trad music when you or Irish and rock music when you have other backgrounds that are more purist trad or mainly rock and roll? What are some of the surprises that you have found on this journey of kind of walking this middle ground that is Irish rock or Irish punk or however you want to define that? That's a hard one. That is. <laughs> I, that is a, it's a very thought-provoking question. I like that. I could probably sit with that for an hour mix. before I answer. You know, like, You're right. I would never yeah. have thunk Old Maid and the Garrett would have worked as an Irish, in uh -huh. an Irish rock or an Irish punk feel, but it does. And I, I'm so inspired by that. So I'm wondering how do you, you know, when does that happen where you, you have a song or an idea in your mind and you're coming from a different background and you go, oh, this works in this new genre environment. Like. Well, one of the interesting things that I hit upon is uh, punk rock, basic rock and roll, and a lot of your Irish tunes are basically a one, four, five rock and roll structure. Ah. And it really just flows right into that. And yeah, we are a bunch of punk band <laughs> guys, basically, but we've done all kinds of music and everybody's in like five bands right now as well oh my goodness how do you juggle all of the different schedules it's a lot of juggling and, <laughs> and some uh some irritation sometimes oh. are any members of your band uh touring like with other bands like going out on tour uh nothing extensive at this point but yeah we've, we've got the schedules are full Right. All kinds of juggling. <laughs> and, and it sounds like the Kellyhans aren't really like a touring band like maybe the boys are where they like schedule tours. You're more, you know, right. popping up here mm -hmm. the one weekend and over there another. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, we played a lot more. We're, and we've kind of just backed off a little bit. I don't really know why. Uh, well, there was that big Oh, that's right. Thing. <laughs> I had kids. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah that that'll it. do it. Actually, Brian, the bass player, had a girl. About the same time as I had twin boys. Aww. And whoo, they're 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to come back out. And then the pandemic hits and everybody yeah, thinks shuts down again. That, that, and then yeah, that was a whammy. Yeah, that, that did actually knock us back hard because uh, we play O'Malley's Public House in Weston. And we'd play there. They do a Friday, Saturday, four hours a night. And that was like our home. And it's just... It's taken a hard hit from the pandemic. How how's it been coming back? Um, I know 2022 things have really started to pick up a little bit more for bands, but I'm seeing bands going out on tour and then having to say, "Oh, we had to go home because for medical reasons," right. and everybody knows pretty much what those medical reasons are when they're medical reasons. So, how has it been trying to come bounce back? I guess in 2022 with your schedule. There, there's still cancellations at the last minute. Yeah. Somebody pulls out, like, oh, yeah, you had a member, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's talked about less and less now, but it's yeah. still a little rocky. Oh, good. But it's it's getting better. Good, seemingly. good. Have you guys had any crazy adventures in this past year with uh, touring, <laughs> with COVID? Have you filled in? I've, I've also been hearing of bands who are going to festivals, and then at super last minute, they're either getting calls from other festivals to sub at last minute for a band that had to cancel sure. or filling in with other sets and then it's a huge mm -hmm. scheduling juggle, things like that. What sort of uh, surprises or adventures have you had lately? We had one of those where we filled in last minute at the um, uh, Lacrosse Irish Festival for somebody who had to drop out. Um, we've had uh, close calls ourselves with 
possibly having to drop out. Um, we're just kind of getting back into it uh, at this point, and uh, you know, it's it's absolutely tough. The scheduling is always hard. People have lots going on, and um, just trying to make it all fit. You know, it's like you've got there's five guys in the band, so you've got these five schedules. They're all these spinning balls, and you have to get them all lined up at this <laughs> right exact point just to make something work. And it can be a challenge for sure. Um, I think the pandemic, uh, may, you know, we, we were forced to take a step back, but I think it was good. It enabled us to do other things. These guys are both in school, and they're doing, doing stuff with that. So, um, How has the scene changed? Like from a, from a musician's point of view, you guys are the ones that are out there. You're at the festivals. You're at the venues. You're at the gigs. Things are still slowly coming back. Yeah. How has the vibe changed? Has an approach in how things are organized or run changed? Mm -hmm. Or is there just a kind of a different feel to the interactions between musicians or the organizers? Or, you know, there's kind of a, like, a vibe. How has the mm -hmm. vibe changed since over the past two years? I think in our, in our experience anyway, the, the vibe is starting to feel like it did before. It has come through that transition. Um, people, I think, seem uh, excited to see live music again, which is very, uh, you know, uh, it, it inspiring for us. It makes it easier for us. I, I'll say this. People have been extremely generous. You put a tip jar out, and people have been really, really nice, uh, you know, with that kind of direct support, which is awesome. Hint, for, hint. You know. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys, but for us, it's been, you know, we're finally getting back to where it feels normal again. Yeah, there's definitely an appreciation that, and a gratitude amongst the musicians, amongst bands, uh, just showing respect for each other a little more than we used to, I think. Oh. I mean, you know, just everybody, everybody knows, you know, this, this isn't, you know, guaranteed, so... You, you know, get out there and uh, see people and enjoy life, you know, and really appreciate it a lot more. And There's a newfound gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever wonder that you might have, like, do you ever reflect, like, oh, maybe I took this for granted before all this, and now there's, there's a new mindfulness in, in how you're playing? I mean, I, I, that's kind of what I'm hearing underneath what you're saying. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah, you know, you just really appreciate, you know, your friendships and, you maybe overlook, you know, irritations a little more than you might have in the past and appreciate each other. It's definitely, you know, been something to reflect upon and it's been good. A lot more stuff rolls off your back. Yeah, That's cool. Right. Are there any questions? I want to make sure that if folks have questions for the bands, you're welcome to uh, let me know. Okay. All right, so here's a couple of fun ones for you. What is a dream venue for your band to perform in? Or you in general, either, either the band or like you as an individual, I would love to someday perform at this place. I know the Walk Colonial Boys would never perform there, but I would love to, or I would love to see uh, the Kellahans performing at this venue. What's a dream gig spot? Realistic or, you know, oh, it what I don't, I don't care. Uh, you can give some like realistic goal ones, or you can give Glastonbury. Yeah, right. Glastonbury, nice. Um, I would love for the Wild Colonial Boys to play at the Barrowlands in Glasgow, which is uh, uh, right outside uh, um, Parkhead 
uh, Celtic Park, which is where Glasgow Celtic plays the, the soccer team. We took our name from their nickname, the Boys, B-H-O-Y-S. Uh, that's where we get that. And the Barrowlands is a huge venue for uh, uh, bands that play and talk, sing about Glasgow Celtic. They sing Irish rebel songs. They sing all that kind of thing. And that, that would be a huge... I think feather in our cap to do that personally. What about you guys? You have an album that is devoted to yeah. the Celtics, right? Exactly. You know, exactly. Talk yeah. a little bit about uh, that while you're here. We did an album a couple of years. It's an EP, really. I think there's six or seven songs on it um, called Come On The Hoops. Uh, Glasgow Celtic is a soccer team in Glasgow, Scotland that has Irish roots. It dates back to 1888. There was an Irish priest who... Um, was in Glasgow's very, very rough East End that was full of Irish immigrants because um, not everybody came to America from Ireland. They went to Scotland. They went to England. And um, he wanted to give the people in, in Glasgow's East End something to do and something to, you know, kind of, you know, cheer for or whatever. So he founded Glasgow Celtic Football Club. And um, they're the champions of Scotland um, right now, which is cool. And they wear the green and white striped horizontally striped or hooped jerseys because they go all the way around. So Come On The Hoops was the name of our EP, and it's all songs about Glasgow Celtic, and, and the, there's a ton of those. So nice. <laughs> it's a rich nice. vein. Any other dream venues for performing? Um, I would go with First Avenue Main Room, which is actually a venue that the band has played, but yeah. before oh. I was in the band, so I missed it. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys yeah, have to get, get back there. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Adam? Start working on that. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just say Red Rocks. Oh, that's a good one. Cool. Definitely, definitely. Any other ones for you guys? But <clears throat> I don't know. I'd I'd kind of like the Kill Ants just to you know come and play my town. Once you know uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Which Lor is, Lawrence, uh, why haven't you played Lawrence yet? It's not that far. I, it's hard to make enough money to cover the expenses and driving Lawrence 45 for, miles west yeah on it's I, uh, I know it's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's places in lawrence that are notoriously stingy with bands and, ah. and uh, someday know, someday, someday. Uh, you know sometimes it, it goes okay nice but uh, you know you have to kind of build it up and and uh you know that's it's it can be rough Jack here is from Lawrence, I originally, but, you know, so. That is true. Uh, I, I will say, favorite places we did play, uh, the Uptown Theater in KC with the Elders was outstanding. Just a fun old theater. And then in Wichita, the Orpheum was another oh, yeah. really cool old theater that we played um, for a private party. And that place in, uh, oh wait, that wasn't you. That wasn't me. <laughs> One of the other the, many bands. Oh, Salina, Salina they, yeah. They had that, uh, big I played the big there. theater there and, and another band, too. Incredible, but they don't let anybody play there anymore. I don't know. <laughs> this is a great thing about regional regional bands is that you go to places in the Midwest and they don't and you don't really know the name of the venue. You're just like, it's that one building in that one town and it's the, the only Wareham. building in that town that performs so everybody knows exactly what you're talking about you don't even have to name the street or nothing everybody's just like yeah the festival that's in Greeley and everybody goes yeah we know there's no other place that it's going to be at it's absolutely always at the school so yeah it's a very cool location yeah. yeah 
probably don't get to say you perform at a school ground or in a gym very often. Uh, we did a, a school gym. Oh, yeah? Actually. We've done a couple, it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the boys get the honor of saying they performed in this gym back yeah, in the day. And it's challenging to perform in a gym. There's yeah. A, a lot of reverberation. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the squeaking tennis shoes. You know. And the squeaking tennis shoes, the squeaking tennis shoes. All right, folks, this is going to be one of those put-you-on-a-spot questions here. What's a crazy story you can share of being with the band, whether it's a, a fan that was unexpectedly too enthusiastic or a venue that um, was not at all what you expected, or some travel snafus. I know that there was a, a band I interviewed once where the, um, they slept in the basement of a haunted bowling alley, and there was another one where one of the band members got left behind um, from the van, and uh, they didn't huh. notice for like a half an hour, and then they had to stop and turn around and drive another half an hour back and pick up the person that they forgot. Um, I'm trying to These are crazy stories in your travels. We, one St. Patrick's Day weekend, we were on a short little jaunt. We, we played in Chicago, and then I think that was a, St. Patrick's Day itself was on a Sunday, I think. Friday night? No, Saturday night, we played in the Chicago area, and then we had to get to Ashland, Wisconsin, which is nowhere near Chicago, and um, <laughs> we had to drive overnight to do it. And it was like an eight-hour eight drive overnight. So we played this gig until like 2, two o'clock in the morning in Chicago. And then we loaded up the van and drove straight north all the way. Ashland is at the very top of Wisconsin. So it's like right on Lake Superior. So the entire state of Wisconsin, basically. Through the forest. Yeah. And, and literally, so it was cold. We were all tired. Um, the driver was awake, and the guy in the passenger seat in the front of the van ha had the job of keeping the driver awake. Everybody else was passed out sleeping. And this is starting to sound like the start of a horror film. Well, Adam. it kind of was. Oh, no. We, we, we saw something. We saw someone. We saw a chupacabra or something what? on the side of the road. There was this, like a seven or eight foot tall man with no face on the side of the road. What? <laughs> no, no. What? No, I, 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 was, I was probably hallucinating at this point from just trying to stay awake. But uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, don't rem I was either driving or in the passenger seat. But yeah, I definitely saw in my mind what was some kind of like mythical creature. <laughs> you know, the Jersey like, Devil or there was, something. Yeah, there was no other explanation for it. It was like too tall. It was freezing cold. But it was definitely like walking on two legs. And yeah, I don't know. I saw something. Exactly. We wrote a song about it, though, so we got something out of yeah. the deal. But it was very, very bizarre, very <laughs> odd, very crazy, very weird. And then we, we had to play at, like, 1 o'clock the next afternoon, and everybody was just completely like, I don't know how we're going to get through this. That was brutal. <laughs> that was a brutal period of time, yeah. yes. Wait, so you two were the ones that saw it? Yeah. You saw it, it and you I saw, saw it? it? I saw it, and I think Gino saw it as well. I think there were three of us. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Tony was asleep. Yeah. I, it's, it sounds like uh, one would be grateful to have been asleep after seeing that. So, hey, that might be a person who needs help. No, I'm not stopping. <laughs> not no, stopping I'm for not. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, creepy cryptids uh, yeah. while on your travels. Wow, that's a first. That is yep. a first. For any cryptids when you're doing your travels to, <laughs> to Weston, Missouri, which is a very... Um, 
historic town, and I have heard that there are some stories in and around the community, but I don't know if there's anything that you guys have noticed through your years as being kind of one of the house bands of O'Malley's. Uh, have you noticed anything? I haven't, but yes. The big ball of twine. Oh, the big ball of twine they have is very Where's the world's big ball largest of twine? ball of twine. It's just the down. Right it's right, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right by the brewery. Big ball of twine, right, right like there the at the O'Malley's. Biggest, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are, yeah, there are a lot of ghost stories. They do a little ghost tour, I guess. Uh, uh, interesting though, uh, the delirium you start suffering on the road. One of our guy, another band I was in, but the guy driving started seeing. He thought somebody was pushing a cardboard box in front of the car, the next car for it. He's like, "I'm done." <laughs> He announced, I see a guy pushing, a, okay, okay, yeah, you're done. Uh, well, another thing that came to mind is like, what's your record for St. Patrick's Day gigs? We had seven one day, one time. Yeah. That's a good question. We once did, I think, seven as well. We were on stage for 17 hours. We started with oh. a, a news, like a local news performance on like TV at like yeah. se- 5 a.m. I think it was. And then we played, no, not, I think it was five. It was five venues, 17 hours. It was just crazy. I was absolutely done. I have never been so, my voice was so fried and my head, I had the worst headache I'd ever had in my entire life getting through that gig. That was just terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we bought a van though, so that was good. But, yeah. Yay! <laughs> it was a good day, but I'm glad it only comes once a year. <laughs> do you think? Uh, and I hate going, keep going back to this silly pandemic thing. But do you think that part of coming out of this is going to be a pace yourself sort of a situation? Like you're gonna pace yourself more moving forward, or are you yeah. still anticipating? Seven gig St. Patrick's Day, no. seventeen hour days. We're older now. It's hard. <laughs> We were we stopped yesterday for lunch and we went to a, we were in a Panera and I I remembered looking in, around the table everybody's eating salad, it's salads and apples oh, drinking water getting that fiber. Yep, the days of McDonald's and you know seventeen hour gigs are gone. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, making sure if anybody has any questions, yeah, go ahead. Yep. The question is, uh, what are some of the other festivals in this uh, part of the country, in the in our region, that are also really good festivals that w- uh, would be recommended by bands themselves for folks to go to? Weston isn't doing theirs this year. Yeah, sadly, Weston is probably over because of the town and the parking situation, which is crazy. But you'd think the town would support it. But anyway, they've come to an impasse, and the festival is no more at this moment. And that is tragic because I would, these two festivals are very similar. They're filled with good people who put on a when, good deal. When did that happen? Because it's fairly uh, recent. Yeah, because I thought they, were, they had a lineup announcement like earlier this year, didn't they? Yeah, they may have had. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I would ask well, these guys. One big parking lot in town, and that's where they hold the festival. Right, yeah, right. 
<laughs> where the car is going to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you who aren't, uh, have never been to Weston before, Weston, Missouri is in a, a really hilly part of Missouri, and it's a very old town. And uh, so the parking at the Weston Irish Festival uh, has to kind of scatter through all the side streets of the neighborhoods. And I'm sure it's very annoying for the, for the neighborhood residents and very narrow streets. It can definitely be a traffic hazard and a traffic issue. Um, but yeah, I'm shocked that that just didn't work something out. That's yeah, wild. It's, it's sad, and hopefully it'll be resolved. Yeah. But breaking news very, on the Irish Festival drama front, I guess. Very sad to lose Weston. Yeah, it would be really sad to lose Park him. over there. I, you, know, <laughs> you guys probably have a better... Um, yeah, I always really enjoyed the Weston Festival um, as well. I mean, there's the Kansas City Irish Fest is there, too. You know, that's a, that's a bigger one, and it's... N not in as cool, uh, you know, kind of situation as uh, the Weston one. Um, I mean, if I, I suppose I, have, I, I need to give a shout out for, the, you know, our home festival, the Irish Fair of Minnesota. If you guys want to take a road trip, is, is a, a really good festival. Uh, beautiful spot right on the Mississippi River. Over, you can see the city skyline right there in St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, that one's always very uh, well attended. Um, and... Uh, Great time. That's always the second weekend of August. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, the, Iowa one the Iowa one is, I would say, in between. Uh, Size-wise, it's in between Greeley and Irish Fair of Minnesota, Kansas City Irish Fest, kind of that level. Um, that one is, is good, but I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't have as much fun there as I do at some of the other ones, <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know. But they're not paying me either way, so I guess I don't care. I can say that. <laughs> they, Iowa Irish Festival, definitely I've seen books the same bands. Yeah, it doesn't change. It's, yeah. it's really kind of... the same. It's reruns, almost. I mean, the it's a lot of Gaelic Storm. Are good. Yeah, Gaelic Storm, High Kings, Gothard yeah. Sisters... Yeah. I think the Dublin City Ramblers have played there as well, um, but there's there's a minimal cycle of of bands that are at Iowa. So. Yeah, their venue isn't quite as 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 well suited. I think it's a pub, it's a public park, it's a city park or whatever, and they have an, a little Irish bar. At least they used to, right in the town that kind of had bands inside it as well. But it's just not not as nice as some of the other festivals for whatever reason. I hate to disparage anyone, but you know that's yeah, kind of my take bad. on it. No, yeah, I mean, I mean there's you know. no like bad drama about it, so we're not yeah we're not dunking on any festivals here. So I'd, I've had some good memories at the Dayton, Ohio yeah. Irish Festival. That's a that's a cool one too. It's again it's a um, right in the city there, and the river's right there. Beautiful setting, and uh, uh, we had a we've had some fun uh, experiences there, and then also a, a very Notorious, not so fun experience. Okay, um, uh, you. <laughs> why are you? Are you looking well, see, to see somebody's uh, not? Well, see, because Pete and Cole were here, and they were the oh. ones who were actually part of the uh, this terrible experience. Yes, yeah, they got uh, them and uh, ni nineteen people got stuck in an. Yeah, the Gaelic storm, and was it like? Oh, is this the elevator? Story? They all got stuck in. They all got oh. stuck in the elevator, from like two a.m. to five a.m. And uh, I was sleeping peacefully. Right. And I woke up and, and went down to the lobby, and uh, Pete was down there. I was like, hey, Pete, how was your night? And he was just like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, okay. That was about three years ago now, I think, three Something, or four years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. They, even, they made T-shirts, the Dayton 19, and it had a little elevator on it and stuff. But the, the, I, it was very traumatic. They, I mean, they had to call the fire department, and they were passing water down to them. And it was a big deal. People passed out standing up. They were just because they're so because some idiot in some rock band decided to 
pack 19 people in an elevator and see what would happen in an old building. Guess what? <laughs> Can, that's a good, that's a good uh, advertisement for the Greeley Festival. Yeah. No elevators. No elevators. <laughs> no elevators. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We got ways you don't do stairs. It's fine. No elevators. Yeah. All right, well, we've got just a little bit of time left, so uh, if uh, I thought we'd ask you guys uh, what you're working on next. I know you guys are working on the, your Patreon. Uh, Kellahans, are you working on anything new in terms of music, or where are you going to be headed to next after this? What's coming up for the band? Uh, we've got a 20-year a wedding that we have to play there. We played the, the wedding, and now we're playing their 20th anniversary. Oh, cool. Uh, so you played their wedding reception yeah. 20 years ago. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. The McSparrens. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're, we're planning on recording a, a new disc. We haven't recorded for quite a while. What's the timeline looking for that? ASAP. But, uh, oh, whenever, we, we whenever juggle, you get around to it. we to juggle the calendars a little bit. <laughs> Fair. No good. ETA, but it's in the works. Correct. That's exciting. You'll have to keep us posted. So. Absolutely. How about you guys? Uh, we are currently starting uh, pre-production work for a, uh, we're going to do an album of uh, uh, story songs, I guess, uh, for lack of a better description. I like story songs. I like writing songs that are stories versus just, you know, kind of more, uh, I don't know, vague things. Emotional state Emotional songs. thing. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, we're going to do an al album of uh, story songs about Irish people or what have you and um, may we may we suggest Old Maid in the Garret maybe yeah yeah <laughs> we'll do that one first and then we have a, a special uh, 20 year celebration uh, project that is uh, so far unannounced but uh, we're going to start work on that too <laughs> oh exciting very exciting alright and then if folks want to get more information about your groups where would they want to go what would you recommend in terms of getting in touch or checking you guys out following along yeah, the, the internet, Tony the says. The internet. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Jack's home phone number. Yeah, uh, wildcolonialboys.com uh, is your internet home of the Wild Colonial Boys, all the usual social media stuff. Patreon.com slash wildcolonialboys. B-H-O-I-S, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Reverb Nation and Bandcamp where we're found. The Callahans. Yes. And I I don't believe I ever really asked, what is the history behind your name, the Callahans? The Callahans. Um, my great, let's see, my granddad's mother, Margaret Callahan, is from, we don't actually know, somewhere in Southern Ireland, but yeah, it's a rare spelling. Mm -hmm. He got it as a middle name. Uh, I chose it as a band name and my son's middle name, Wyatt Callahan Boyd. Oh, that is so, so cool. So yeah. carrying the family tradition even through the band name. Yeah. When that I joined, so e, uh, they were using a couple of different names. And uh, that one, I, I think we had a whole list of yeah. stuff. And that's the one that uh, yeah, we, we finally We settled. formed as the Irish Ramblers Association, the IRA, <laughs> at uh, Davies Uptown. I see. It was just, <laughs> so we kind of let that go. Cause <laughs> Kind of tough to push around, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, Callahan seems to be a good safe bet. So it's it's family, family oriented. Family, that's great. Well, lads of the Wild Colonial Boys and the Callahans, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us. Are there any last questions for the band, you guys? All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out. You got a couple more thank sets. You, you got two. You got one more. So let's Thanks hear it. Give it up for them. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Susan.